The Word of God is food for the spirit and health to the body. Through the spirit of revelation, we are guided into the wisdom and deep mysteries in His Word that make our lives vibrant and productive. Welcome to the Makerefu Gospel Church Podcast. As you listen in, the glory of God will be quickened and activated in your life. And now, the Word. We are at a point in this in this world where the world is hungry. There is a vacuum that needs to be filled by the true gospel. If we do not deliver that true gospel, the vacuum definitely has to be filled. And it's likely to be filled by the opposite of the true gospel. But this morning, I came to charge us that we may be the people that are going to fill that vacuum. And for us to be able to fill that vacuum, we need to be a level where we say we are effective Christians. The reason why we came to Christ is not only for us to prepare ourselves to go to heaven, but we came to Christ so that we can be able to propagate his gospel and also influence what happens in this world. Now, for us to be able to do that, then we must attract and constantly carry the presence of God. We must attract and constantly carry the presence of God. For us to be in position to attract and carry that presence of God, there are four actions that I would like to share with you this morning. Number one is that we need to ignore our limitations. Number two, we need to do something extraordinary. Number three, we need to carry, to cry. We need to cry only at the feet of Jesus. And number four that we shall be talking about is that we need to be alert to the voice of God and we need to say yes immediately when the Lord calls. Let's turn our Bibles to the book of Luke chapter 19. Luke chapter 19. This is a famous text. And I know somebody may wonder, where on earth do you come and share about this text? But I was reading this text and the Lord revealed these things to me that I want to share with you. So verse 1 to verse 9. Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. Luke chapter 19, verse 1 to 9. Verse 2. A man was there by the name Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was wealthy. He wanted to see who Jesus was, but being a short man, he could not because of the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore fig tree to see him, since Jesus was coming that way. When Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. So he came down at once and welcomed him gladly. Other people saw this and began to matter. He has, he has gone to be 
the guest of a sinner. But Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, Look, Lord, here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor. And if I have cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house because this man, too, is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and save what was lost. Now, in this portion of Scripture, we see a couple of things, and we shall be exposing them to guide us through the four points that I shared, I'm going to share with you. Number one is to ignore our limitations. Now, limitations can be deficiencies, and they can also be surplus. Probably your, your limitation is a deficiency, but probably also your limitation can be a surplus. Now, when you look at Zacchaeus, he had two limitations. Number one, which was a deficiency, is what he had, he had a height disadvantage. I, can, I, don't, I don't think I've seen anybody that is as short as Zacchaeus. By the time you are short that you cannot see Jesus because of a crowd, then you are indeed short. But it does not matter because height is relative to who is standing next to you. In this church, most of us are short when we stand next to pastor. So it is relative to who you are standing next to. And so many times we look at our deficiencies just because we are comparing ourselves to others who we think they are doing well. But you as an individual, you're actually not doing bad. What we learn from this, Zacchaeus forgot about his limitations. And he thought, what is it that I can do to go beyond this limitation? The second limitation was because he was a tax collector. Now, he was rich. He was, the Bible says that he was wealthy. Now, by the time they say you are wealthy, it means you have everything and anything that you need on earth. That is being wealthy. Now, being a tax collector, that also caused some deficiency. People didn't like him because it is human nature that we don't want to pay taxes. And that's why when you hear everybody complaining, it's about taxes. The taxes are too high. The taxes are too high everywhere. There's somewhere where they have actually named somebody Zacchaeus because of adding taxes each and every day. They call him, they call him, nickname him Zacchaeus. But it, I, it's human nature that what we get, we don't want to release anything. And we forget that it's from these taxes that we actually benefit. So because he was a tax collector, people didn't like him. For those who are in my age bracket, you know that turning 18 during our time, it was not something that you really desired. Because turning 18 meant that you, you needed to move around with a tax cut. Whether you have a job or not, you needed to pay tax in your village. And I remember, there would be people standing collecting that tax. And if you don't have it, you will be harassed. So we never liked those people who are collecting taxes. So Zacchaeus was in the same situation. But all this did not stop him from 
pursuing to see Jesus. This morning I came to tell you that you need to look beyond your limitations. It could be that you are looking at yourself and you think, because me, I'm not that educated. But yet there are those who are very educated, and because they are very educated, they imagine they cannot kneel down before the Lord in church because of the kind of number of degrees that they have. They think they are too special. Now, for you think that I do not, I'm not too qualified to stand up there and preach. My brother, my sister, I'm here to tell you that look beyond that which you think is your limitation. There's a time in this country where most of the pastors could not speak English. But they looked beyond it and they worked on it. And today when you hear them speaking English, it's like they went to school. They never sat down and said, oh, because I did not go to school, I cannot pass the church. The greatest teacher that you have is of Christ Jesus. Let's look beyond our limitations. Is it because of your height? Do you think you are too small or you are too big to be able to, to minister to the Lord? No. Each and every one of us has been called by the Lord to do our purpose in life. Whatever it is, let's turn our attention to seeing Jesus. Zacchaeus decided, I can imagine this short man, rich man, running towards a scammer tree. And the only drive that was in him, what made him forget about that which was limiting him from seeing Jesus is because his aim was to see Jesus. When we run after Jesus, when we run after seeing Jesus, exactly what happened to Zacchaeus, salvation comes our way. Let not that political appointment that you have deter you from serving the Lord. Let not that job that you have deter you from speaking up in, even in your, in your workplace that you are born again. Number two, we say that we need to do something extraordinary. Zacchaeus did three things that were extraordinary. And that is what I want us to learn from. Number one, I said he was a wealthy tax collector, but he ran. You can imagine, I don't know who you think is rich in this country, but imagine seeing him. Instead of utilizing the riches that he has to bribe people to get out of the way so that he can see Jesus, he decides to run. Number two, Zacchaeus stepped out of the crowd and did not think at all of buying his way through the crowd. Do not think of shortcuts do not think of taking short that there is any shortcut to to seeing jesus no the principles are very clear you give your life to christ and you walk faithfully so zacchaeus dared and stepped out of the crowd he looked at the situation around him and the only way he could be able to get to a point where he can see jesus was to get out of the crowd. And the third extraordinary thing that he did, Zacchaeus committed out of no persuasion. Nobody coerced him, but he committed and said, now that I've seen Jesus, half 
of my wealth, I give to the poor. Four times, I'll pay anybody that claims that I've cheated them. Like Zacchaeus, and write this down. Just like Zacchaeus, if we are to see Jesus step out of the crowd, run ahead of the crowd, and climb above the crowd, we need to run, get out of the crowd, run ahead of it, and climb above it. We are not ordinary people. When, if you want to be that effective Christian, we need to cease being in a life of ordinary people. Ordinary people will always wait for instructions. They will only fast when they declare a fast in church. But for us to be effective Christians, we need to get out of the crowd and run ahead of it. When they declare three days of fasting, and they are saying we are starting on Wednesday, start on Monday. When they say we are stopping on Friday, stop on Sunday. Be always desire to be ahead of the crowd. It is only those that are out of the crowd, ahead of the crowd, and above the, the crowd that are able to see the goodness of the Lord. When it comes to giving, extraordinary Christians will give not beyond what is prescribed. We should cease from, because they said we need to give our tithe, that you even get a calculator. So if I earn 658,300, what is 10% of 658,300? That is for ordinary. The extraordinary ones, you say I earn 650, so I'll give 70,000. Let me round it off. I'll give 70. We need to move away from being ordinary people because we are not ordinary. If we are going to impact this world, we need to do extraordinary things. For you who has a job, be an exceptional performer at your place of work. Be that timekeeper that when they look for somebody who they can hand over the keys to be open in the office, they will think about your name because you are always at office before they open. You do not walk in 15 minutes after they have opened the office. You need to be the excellent customer service person. You go to offices and you wonder why somebody left their home to come to office. Even a simple thing, it's like you quarreled with them. Be that exceptional customer service agent. Zacchaeus, his aim was to see Jesus. But because of his actions, Jesus saw him. Jesus did not see Zacchaeus because, because of his financial status. He did not see him because of his height. But Jesus saw him because of the action. Today I charge each one of us, do something that will attract the attention of God. Have something that you do either in church or out there in the marketplace or at the place of work that surely the Lord will look and say, this is my child. Do something special. The world is waiting. The world is waiting to see what will come out of the church. We seem to be relegating ourselves 
and portraying to the world that we are ordinary. We have never been ordinary. We have never been ordinary. In fact, people of God are supposed to be the ones that are advising governments. We cannot be crying to government to come and sort out our mess. But if we choose to be ordinary people, then the governments will come and decide for us. They will come and tell us what we need to do in church. Choose to be that Christian that is different. Now the Bible is full of examples of people that were extra, did extraordinary things. I know that you are very familiar with the story of Abraham. Abraham is one of those men that did extraordinary things. And surely the Lord testified about his love for him. Leaving your familiar place to go to a place that is unknown is not an easy task. Let alone agreeing to, to sacrifice your long-awaited son. The one whom God has promised that he will establish his covenant with. The one that, that, that the Lord has promised to have a covenant with. And he says, sacrifice him. None of us would do that today. When you hear the voice, you run to the person and say, I heard this voice. Are you sure it is God? These men, they had the voice of God and they just acted. And because of that, you and me, because of the extraordinary thing that Abraham did, you and me today, we are beneficiaries of the blessing that God promised. If you want the future generation, your future generation, to benefit from the blessing that the Lord will pour out. Do something extraordinary. And surely the Lord will bless you and your generations to come. I'll give you an example. Where in, in our family, we were born 10 of us. But we were born to a father who, whose family members, they did not regard they had no regard for God. But him alone and the youngest decided to pursue the work of God. That in the midst of the entire family, for him he decided that he will worship God. And I can tell you, for those that know where our village is, it's a very small village. And nobody even knows it, apart from those who have been there. Nobody knows it. It's a very small village. Now, our father died almost 40 years ago. I mean, 30-something years ago. But the blessings that the Lord poured out to him because of what the faithfulness that our father displayed, I mean, he didn't even live to see them. But we look back and we say, this was because of the working of God. It is, let me tell you, if you want the Lord to bless your generations, do something extraordinary. Choose to be different. Choose to be different. Now, we also know about David. David was regarded as a, a young boy when he went to fight. But you know what? David refused. You know, he actually refused. He did not have experience in war. But even when he was given war garments, he refused them. Now, those are extraordinary things that you do. That you choose to defy the normal, the, normal, the normal way of doing things. And you choose to pursue God's way. David, by going in the name of the Lord, he ended the reign 
of the terror of Goliath and defeated the Philistines. Now the last one, I mean there are many examples, but the last one I want to share with you is about Mary. We all know the story of Mary in John chapter 12. When Mary decided to pour the oil that she, she poured a whole pint. You know, when you think about a pint, it's like 500 mils. Imagine 500 mils of expensive oil. This lady poured it on the feet of Jesus. That was number one. Number two, she wiped his feet with her hair. Now, when you think about it, It is not, it cannot be kaweke. No. The hair that somebody can bow down and wipe another person's feet is lustrous hair. It cannot be the mobile hair that we see these days. Because when you kneel and to wipe somebody's feet, you have to kneel and bring it forward like this. If it's mobile hair, it will just fall off. This we all know how ladies treasure their hair. But Mary decided to disregard her hair, her expensive oil, and poured it on the feet of Jesus. And Jesus was her friend. What is that special thing that you have? What is that precious item that you have that you can present at the feet of Jesus? A lady wiping hair. I, I imagine that it must have been beautiful hair. But she disregarded it. Now quickly, number three. Is that we need to stay alert to the voice of God. If we are going to be effective. Now, Zacchaeus, his aim was just to put his eye on Jesus. He only wanted to see him. But, I don't know that it's because he was a tax collector. Because you know, people who love money, they are very attentive. That any moment they hear about any financial deal, they grab it immediately. But Zacchaeus did not only use his eyes when he ran to see Jesus. He actually kept his ears open. How do we see this? Is that when Jesus saw him, I mean, he didn't say, okay, now I've seen him, now I'm done. When he saw him, he told him, come down immediately. And what did he do? Immediately, he came down. He tells him, I'll have dinner at your place. Zacchaeus did not ask any question of what you want to eat, how many people are coming, when, what, what time is it going to be? He just said, let's go. Now, for us as Christians, we need to get to that level. That when we hear the voice of God, we don't debate. Many times we want to debate so much. They tell you, the Lord is saying, He's sending you to the village so and so, so that you can do a crusade. And say, how? With who? But we raise a lot of bats. But if we are going to be effective Christians, we need to keep our ears open. And we need to be willing to act immediately. Let me tell you, 
If Abraham did not keep his ears open, if he didn't keep his ears open, Isaac would have been history. Because it is a split of a second from here to here. But they said he raised his knife and just be before he slit him, he had a voice. When we are in the presence of God, let us not be too much crowded with asks. We are very good at asking. And we spend most of our time asking. We never get time to listen. This person we are asking, what is he saying? I, I came to church as that as we are in the presence of God, let us develop a practice of listening. And when we hear the voice of God, let us act immediately. Now, you cannot hear the voice of God if you don't have a relationship with him. If you don't have a relationship with God, you might start hearing voices and you'll act on those voices which are not voices from God. So we also need to cultivate a relationship where we can be able to tell that when he speaks like this, that is God. When a voice comes like this, he's not the one. Otherwise, we will slaughter our Isaacs. And I've seen it. People have had to slaughter their Isaacs because they've had different voices telling them, bring this, bring the other one, and they've poured it there. They've now reached a point now they are demanding. You told us to bring that we shall be blessed. We don't see it. Did you hear the voice of God? In John 11, 28 to 29, after Lazarus had died, if you allow me, I think I can read there. And after, this is now Martha, after she had said this, she went back and called her sister Mary aside. The teacher is here, she said, and is asking for you. When Mary heard this, verse 29, she got up quickly and went to him. When you hear the voice of God this, this morning, will you quickly run to him? Will you quickly leave the crowd that is around you and run to him? Now Mary was in the house with the other people who had come to comfort her. But when she heard that her friend Jesus was looking for her, she ran immediately, left and forgot about the, the ones who had come to comfort her. She ran to Jesus. She did not wait, you know, say, well, is he looking for me? Is he coming? She did not ask. Immediately, she just ran out of the house to go and meet him before he came to the house. You could have imagined that she, she could have waited and said, no, let him come here so that he can be able to resurrect our Lazarus. She left the house and ran to him. If we hear the voice of God, shall we run to him? This morning, Christ is calling you. He's calling you. Will you say yes and run to him? He's calling you. Finally, when we cry, when we cry, because we shall have moments to cry, but when we cry, we should cry at the feet of Jesus. We should not cry at the feet of men. We should not cry in the ears of neighbors. 
but we should cry at the feet of Jesus. I'll read this portion of scripture and I'll end. We shall read John 11 and 32. John 11, 32. Still the story of Martha, Mary, Lazarus, and Jesus. So when Mary reached the place where Jesus was and saw him, the first thing she did, she fell on his feet and said, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would have not died. The only the only place we can take our sorrow, our pain, our misery is at the feet of Jesus. The reason is that it is only Jesus that understands your pain. The rest of the crowd can pretend that they understand your pain, but they don't. That is the only bad news I have for you today. We can imagine your pain, but we will not feel it. Will not. The crowd that is around you will imagine your pain, but they cannot feel it. The only one who can feel your pain, the only one who is moved by your pain, is Jesus Christ. And that is why Mary decided to go at the feet of Jesus. In fact, many of the crowds that we, we surround ourselves with, they are pretenders. Many of them come around us because they expect us to reciprocate their concern. If you happen to have a village, you will know this, that when somebody who is not, who does not have or perceived to have some good money, when they die, not many people attend the funeral. When somebody who has some money dies, People even fail to find space. Okay, you might think it's because he's loved or he has friends. No. There are two. Two categories of people that attend. One, the first category are those that are friends are expecting that the family will reciprocate that love. The second category are those that come because they expect there will be pilau, there will be some soda, there will be a nice meal. Only Jesus understands your pain. Only Jesus understands your pain. Only Jesus will offer us the lasting and genuine comfort. And lastly, when you read the story of Lazarus, you see, when he approached the tomb, the sister who loves the brother was the first said, mm -mm. he's smelling. Even your brother might not bear your stench. Even your mother might not bear your stench. In fact, your brother, your mother, your father, your friends are tired of your situation. Each and every time they talk to you, you tell them how you are suffering. 
Each and every time they, they, they see you, they see problems. They are tired. Jesus is not tired of you. He is not tired of you. The world may condemn you. You might be today and you're struggling with an addiction. Your family has given up on you. Your friends don't even want to associate with you. Your parents have talked and they have given up. But because you are bound in that addiction, nobody seems to care. It is only Jesus that is willing to bear your stench. What is that stench that you are, you are suffering with? Is it an addiction? Is it sin? Are you thinking of drunkenness? I, I don't know. What, what is that stench that you have? Jesus is saying, the door is open. He's willing to take the stench. And he's taking the stench and calling you out. Come. He says, come. And if you can choose to surrender that stench to him, he's also asking people around you to untie and take off your grave clothes. Take off the clothes of addiction. Take off the clothes of immorality. Take off the clothes of drunkenness. Take off that cloth of sickness or disease that has tormented you and run. 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 That is what the, that Jesus is saying. Run to him. He is ready to embrace you. He is ready to take that burden from you and deliver you because he wants you to be free. And only when you are free, that is when you can be able to be an effective Christian. He wants you to be effective. He wants you to enjoy the salvation that he has given you. Surrender that which you think is too big for any man to handle. Surrender it to Jesus. Thank you for listening. We hope that you've been strengthened with his might and fortified by the word of God. Please make sure to like, follow, and subscribe to our Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube pages at Full Gospel Map. Goodbye.